1: You wouldn't know it by watching the news or listening to the haters. <laughs> but on crime, Mayor Lightfoot's got a plan. She's putting more police on the streets and getting more guns off them. When it comes to new strategies, new technology, Lightfoot's invested more than any mayor. Those are facts. Uh, <laughs> those are facts. <laughs> well, it must be a fact if it says so in a Lori Lightfoot commercial. <laughs> those are Uh, ladies and gentlemen, a word of warning. Don't accept anything you hear in a commercial as a fact. <laughs> just a word of warning. I mean, vote for whoever you want. Love a commercial if you want. Love a mayor or a candidate if you want. But don't say it's facts just because a mayor or a candidate said it in a commercial.
0: <laughs> that adds a real uh, piece of... All right. Oh, sorry. Focus, Ben. Focus. You better... Focus. All right. Your Ben Jorofsky <laughs> Show for Wednesday, January 25th is brought to you by SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for all things there is to know, the city of Chicago, where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink, concert listings. I've read a few where they talk about reefer. And so much more, including columns from our very own Ben Jarofsky, Chicago Reader, ChicagoReader.com, and if you want to help out this program, you can chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky j-o-r-a v as in victory s-k-y woo. woo indeed it is wednesday january 25th and this is the ben Jarovsky show <laughs> <laughs> and now your host you can call him mayor, just don't call him late for dinner. <laughs> Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarofsky. Hello,
1: everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this at Two Pence Wednesday, and here's why. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I know I've been preoccupied with the mayoral election. I know I've been talking about all the manic races. I know I got my Chicago focus on I can't help myself. As the song says, can't help myself. Sugar Pie Honey Bunch, I can't help myself. I'm an obsessive chronicler of Chicago politics, but that does not mean I've stopped watching the national scene, oh no, I watched that as well. Just haven't been talking about it as much lately. So I'm not gonna talk about it today because this one, this one, I love this story. Plus Monroe Anderson is gonna join us really soon. He's standing by ready to join us. I love this story coming out of D.C. Apparently, Mike Pence has some uh, vice presidential papers in his possession that he shouldn't have. First was Donnie Trump, then Joe Biden. Now
0: Mike Pence. We're going to keep going back. We're going to get to, like, Jimmy Carter. Thanks, you know, Abraham Lincoln. We're going to we're going to find it all.
1: You stole my line. I was going to do honest. Abe's <laughs> next in that
0: cabin. <laughs> oh, what's under this cherry tree? Documents. We got oh, you, George God. Washington.
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Pence. Like, why is Pence, why do you even have documents? You didn't do anything when you're vice president? Trump didn't let you do anything. Shut up, Mike. Sit down, Mike. Remember the one where uh, Trump was negotiating with, um, was it Schumer and Pelosi, I think it was, and Pence was in on <laughs> Benson was like, "I'm not saying a word. <laughs> he just sat there like, not talking, not gonna say a word cause no matter what I say, someone's gonna get mad at me. So like, why do you even have documents? Okay? <laughs> uh, and by the way, same thing with Biden. his paper, his documents are left over from the his days as Obama's vice president. Like, why? Why do they give you anything? You're the vice president. You don't need anything. Anyway, so uh, so now all these wait, people are weighing in on it. Uh, I just read an essay on M- uh, MSNBC. I think Jimmy Coogan sent it to me. Shout out Jimmy Coogan. I love it when uh, friends and listeners send me stories, uh, help me out, because, you know, there's only so much one guy can read. Uh, and uh, so I appreciate it when they send me stuff. But anyway, so uh, it was an essay, and the guy goes, it's complicated, the guy writing the essay, because now we have three uh either former (laughs) vice presidents or president uh, with documents. And I go, no, it's not complicated. When, when SAS uses the word complicated, it's kind of like one of those words to try to pretend as though he or she is going to be quote unquote fair. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's a complicated situation here because there's three different characters who have these documents. Do we have a special prosecutor for all of them? No, it's not complicated. All right. One of the former presidents or vice presidents is a lot different than the other two. Donnie Trump, man. Donnie Trump took all these documents for whatever reason. Lord knows. I don't know why he would, why Trump would want the documents, stashed them away, and then told uh, when the feds came to him uh, asking for them, he said, no, I'm not giving them to you. And then the feds finally sent in the feds to get them. Okay, that's different than Joey Biden, and it's different than Mike Pence. Right? So it's not complicated. There's one guy who gave two big middle fingers to the feds. And the other ones are like, oh, I found these things. Again, I wonder like, what they were doing with the documents. Monroe Anderson will join us a while, has his theory. He's a lot more forgiving than I am. But the point is, it doesn't matter. They're totally different than Donald Trump. And so now, but, you know, so Donald Trump, I got to give him credit. He's slick. He knows how to play the situation. So Donald Trump, he held on to his documents, uh, forced the feds to get a subpoena to go get them, whipped that uh, MAGA all fired up. Suddenly they were saying things like, if they can do it to Trump, they can do it to you. Hey, MAGA, (laughs) they can do it to you. Duh, (laughs) they do it to you with the drop of a hat. Do you think MAGA, now just hold on MAGA, put your little MAGA brains on this. Do you think that, the feds would have held off for over a year before coming to get something they wanted from your basement or your attic or your garage. They get down to you about a year of having him play around. Do you think they would have given you a year? Come on, MAGA. You got a brain, use it. Just the bigger, the
2: bigger question for MAGA is do you have anything the Fed wants? Oh,
1: <laughs> well, that's another question. All right. In the case they did. I'm just saying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to have a engage MAGA Monroe. I just want to let MAGA know I, I, I listen to them and I just want to have an engagement with them and get their little brains fired up. Okay. So d- MAGA was like, oh, this is a civil liberties issue. If they come after Trump, they can come after me. <laughs> All right. Well, we just dealt with that one. There's no real reason to come after Biden and Pence because they voluntarily turned over the documents. Hello, MAGA, big difference. So here's the the funny thing, but because MAGA brilliantly played the refs crying and whining like they do, okay? MAGA cries and whines more than in, any NBA player who claims uh, he didn't foul when the when the the replays clearly show he hacked the guy over the head. So MAGA got uh, the Biden had to appoint a special prosecutor looking to Trump, then. Uh, excuse me, the uh, Merrick Garland appointed the special prosecutor. Then he had to appoint one to look into Biden. Now the issue is, well, do you appoint one for Mike Pence? We'll get Monroe's thoughts on this in a little bit. I'm like, yeah, let's go. More special prosecutors, love it. Let's, more stuff for me and Monroe to talk about, uh, as if we don't have enough stuff to talk about. But you got to be consistent. Now, realistically, you really only needed one special prosecutor because only one of these three people gave two middle fingers to the feds and uh, refused to cooperate. But because Maga's crying, they got Merrick Garland to appoint a special prosecutor for Biden. So now that's catch the rule. If they find one document in Barack Obama's attic, okay one document there'll probably be a special prosecutor to look into that. Jimmy Carter <laughs> one document in Plains Georgia, get a special prosecutor because Maga was crying and when Maga cries, They generally get their way. The funniest thing, in my humble opinion, uh, is the response from Donald Trump. Let me just set this up a little bit. Donald Trump was the guy who was pestering Mike Pence throughout December and into January of 2020, 2021, to use his authority, which he didn't really have, to overturn the election. Joe Biden won the election but Donald Trump wanted Mike Pence to declare Donald Trump the winner. Eventually, uh, Mike Pence decided not to do that, and he told Donald Trump in a phone call, I will not do that. I'm sorry, I'm just going to affirm what we all know happened, Joe Biden won, to which Donald Trump called Mike Pence, a pussy. I'm just saying what he called him. He called him a pussy. And then he stirred up an insurrection, which led to hundreds of MAGAites, uh, Trump loving MAGAites, waving a Trump flag, storming the Capitol, uh, threatening to kill Mike Pence. Okay, that's the reality. Donald Trump set into motion a riot that the rioters were intending to get a hold of Mike Pence and kill him for not turning the election over to Donald Trump. So yesterday, Donald Trump played this car, Monroe. This is unbelievable. He, When the word broke that uh, the Mike Pence had documents in his possession that he shouldn't have had, and that there's a possibility a special prosecutor might... Be uh, appointed. Suddenly, Donald Trump started weeping crocodile tears of love for Mike Pence. He posted a statement on his Truth Social account and he said, quote, Mike Pence is an innocent man. He never did anything knowingly dishonest in his life. Leave him alone. <laughs> like Donald Trump cares about Mike Pence. Once again, MAG is trying to pretend it's a victim when they're victimizing everyone else. All right, without further ado, I'm going to turn things over to Monroe Anderson. Monroe, should, in your humble opinion, Merrick Garland appoint a special prosecutor to investigate Mike Pence and his documents? Go.
2: Yeah, he should, because he did for Biden. So we got to do a tit for tat here. That's where we are in America right now. You do me and I do you. <laughs> so, so, yes, he has to, although he had no, he overplayed his hand. He was overly cautious, which Garland is ten, tends to do, uh, in, in having a special investigator look into Biden's situation. Because the reality is that bringing the documents home out of where it is, is frowned upon. But it's not automatically a crime because accidents happen. Papers get get mixed up. Um, When when I became press secretary to Mayor Sawyer, as a Newsweek uh, correspondent, Newsweek magazine correspondent, My office was in the old Amoco building. I can forget what name it is now, the tall white one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Standard That's, Oil. Standard Oil, yeah. It was on the 79th floor there.
1: Oh wait, hold it, hold it. You told yeah. the story last week. You didn't tell me you were on the 79th floor. Yeah. You yeah. had a? Did you have a view?
2: No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I
1: had a wall. <laughs> I was there, say. there were views there, but I did not have one of them. That's where Newsweek was. See, folks, ladies and gentlemen, that's just like, wow, you could, you could trace the descent of uh, weekly magazines by just thinking about that. Newsweek, which was number two to time, right. Right? It wasn't even the number one or number two right. to time, right. had that kind of money, Monroe, yeah. that they could get that kind of real estate for their Chicago. It's, it's just a satellite office, right? It's not even the main office. So, how many, no, like 10 people no, working? there? That was in New York main office in New York. Yeah. So no, I know you you left your boxes there cuz you were in such a hustle to get oh, yeah, out.
2: Okay, I did. It, yeah. Anyway, so my papers got all mixed up and what have you. So it, it was just me and the papers were just of my writing and my research.
1: I, I know. Listen, you're I said this, you're a little more uh Benevolent than I am on this one. I listen. I, I I've I i do not think it's the end of the world. Okay, that I believe we probably I totally believe we overclassify documents. I right. I I do not understand. For instance, and this is on a tangential point. Why uh, the FBI's uh, secret tapes of people like Bobby Kennedy or John F. Kennedy or Martin Luther King are still under wraps. I, I, uh, all three men are dead. There's yeah, no,
2: because they did wrong stuff.
1: Who, who, yeah, I did. Yeah, the they yeah.
2: Did not, yeah. not, not, not that the Kennedys weren't doing wrong stuff, also. You yeah. know, Dr. King was a lover, so well, uh, the Kennedys so were Bobby too. and so, uh, was Jack. And so the, there's stuff on them, but not stuff that would hurt the nation. It's okay, just. So,
1: <laughs> I understand that's the reason, but right. the point being that's not a compelling reason. No. So to covering up the crimes of the FBI in how they uh, illegally taped Martin Luther King and tried to use what they could to extort uh, him, to force him, to compel him to do, uh, to back off on his civil rights crusade and his civil rights mission and his anti-war, particularly his anti-war mission. Right, exactly. Uh, that's really what they were worried about. Uh, but uh, to to compel him uh, to use their secretly uh, obtained tapes is not a compelling reason to keep that information hidden. Don't you agree with me on that point?
2: Well, it, de- it, de- it depends on whether you're the, the victim or the victim. <laughs> And so, from from uh, uh, the victimizer, from their point of view, they want people, uh, the American people, knowing that they were doing wrong. Yeah, you know, uh, J. Edgar Hoover had tapes on everybody and back blackmailed everybody. Yeah, that's how he stayed in the job as long as he did. And Trump, the other day, I don't know if you saw this, claims that he has information on everybody. And he has the paper, so who knows? Maybe that's why he's his arguments. He's keeping them. So, you
1: you uh, know who Trump has information on? Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Trump could blackmail himself. He, <laughs> he is blackmailing. <laughs> he's his own worst enemy right now. Do, 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 yeah, I know you saw Blazing Saddles back in the day. That my yeah, favorite yeah. One, When uh, uh, Little takes yeah, the, he
2: gun. the gun. <laughs> <said> he's going <laughs> to shoot it. <laughs> he's going to shoot <laughs>
1: Oh, I love that. I love that movie. And I love that scene. And may he rest in peace. Cleveland Little did a great job. You know, Richard Pryor was supposed to get that role, right. and he gave it to Cleavon Little. But you know, Monroe. I think Cleveland Little did a great job. You know, oh, he
2: did. And Pryor didn't get it because they they were confident that Pryor could make it through the movie without <laughs> being too high too for too long. He was he, he was really into drugs back then.
1: He was. And in, and in, in, uh, he would have done it. I just sometimes I wonder he would have been hilarious in that in that role. Right. Uh, but it was Cleveland. All right. We're gonna, enough blazing saddles talk. Um. So yeah. I um. I believe we overclassify. Or not we, but the feds overclassify. Uh. Make too many secrets. Uh. In general. Uh. And um, I I believe that feeds we and we see it on the local level, right down to the local level. Just a they make you file a freedom of information act request for all kinds of things that should just be publicly available. And uh, that feeds the cynicism of the population towards its government. It helps explain why uh, 50% of the country just has no faith. And they'll believe a charlatan like Donald Trump uh, over the FBI or the CIA or anything at the New York times. So uh, it's not healthy to uh, overclassify documents. Uh, so, I believe you. I I kind of buy your argument, Monroe, that it uh, that it could have be been in a, in a just a oversight. Um, but the rules are rules, so you got to go back and gather the information. Right one. now,
2: gathering the information is one thing. <laughs> Having a criminal investigation, uh, it seems to me to be ridiculous. On on people who aren't the criminals. Yeah. And, and uh, versus the one criminal <laughs> that is being investigated yeah. for being a criminal. Yeah.
1: And, and, and MAGA is so blatant about how they're playing this. Comer, the uh, Republican in charge of investigations in the House, uh, is blasting not Trump, who gave two middle fingers to the feds and held on to the documents, and t- forcing the feds to send in uh, the feds. He's not blasting Pence. He's blasting Biden. We have to oh, look yeah. into what Joey B was up to. Right. <laughs> you guys are so blatant.
2: And yeah. Hunter Biden had something to do with <laughs> this, I'm sure.
1: Oh, my God. But no, we're going to now have three uh, special prosecutors. There'll be three separate. In- well, I don't know. They really haven't officially appointed one in the case of Pence. Uh, but they're going to have to.
2: Yeah, since since you're doing Biden, then they're gonna have. Well, what Garland's gonna have to do is find a Democrat to to investigate okay. <laughs> Pence, since he found a Republican to investigate Biden. Uh, I mean that's this is this is a sorry state of affairs we're in right now. Yeah, and it's gonna be that way for two years.
1: Well, it's interesting. Pence. Uh, I am no fan of Mike Pence. Yeah. Uh, but at least he plays by the general rules, right? Uh, you know, he, he playing by by the general. Now
2: rules. He, he got caught in the glass. The the don't throw uh, stones if you live in a glass house yeah. situation. Yeah. In that in August, he was interviewed. And ask if he brought any any documents home, and he said, "Oh no, I never do that." <laughs> and then we get a oops.
1: So let me ask you this, Monroe: yeah. Uh if you want to, should we go so far down the path of quote unquote consistency, playing it fair, that you send in uh, the feds to raid? Joe Biden's uh, offices and house, and Mike Pence's offices and house, to see if there's any other documents, uh, so that at least they're the subject of a raid, like Donnie Trump was. Or
2: no, 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 you you, you can't do. The only reason Trump house got raided was he wouldn't give up the goods. Yeah, they asked him, they begged him, they pleaded with him, they cajoled him and he, he 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 resisted and so the only way they could get the papers was to raid his house
1: yeah by the way i must point out uh jim coogan if you're listening yes raid is the wrong word it was a search not a raid uh and they did search biden's house biden wasn't there but uh he th- he invited them uh to do it so uh i, right. said no raid. Right.
2: Now, I understand why coogan is saying it's the wrong word however from trump's perspective. From MAGA's perspective,
1: <laughs> yeah. it was a raid. <laughs> yeah, it was a raid. Yeah. It was the most outrageous thing I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly.
1: No, I listen, and um, I'll bring it back to uh, the point I was making at the outset. MAGA has so skillfully and so brilliantly uh, played the press in this country. And I, it's it's akin to
2: the press is easy.
1: OK, you're right. You're right. you're right. You're
2: right. You're it's right. Just, it's like, OK, what, what type of red meat can we feed them? What's what shiny object do we want to wave in front of them? They'll go for it because they want a new story every day they don't keep right. reporting the same story.
1: You're right. So, no, so okay, I, I, brilliant never applies to like uh, the, there's sleazy little goings on. So they've skillfully played the press, and the yeah, press has gone along with it. Yeah, uh, and the press is always bending over backwards uh, to show that they're being as fair as they. I was just having a conversation with a reporter about this uh, private conversation and talking about calling uh, people. Uh, uh, politicians get their comments and how many times you have to call them before you're, it's pretty obvious that they're not going to call you back. And we talked about this. It's like, I feel like it's one and done, but like you, re, you make a call, you leave a message and they don't call you back. Then they've sent you a message. And that message is, we don't want to talk to you. Right. And so uh, this journalist was saying uh, that they, they call several times
2: I, yeah I, I, i'm a three times a year old guy myself Three? oh three. My, that's because you said you could not you could not be home or you could have not met, gotten the message
1: hello yeah. cell phones come right. right to the phone and then you follow up with a text
0: hello, well, okay.
2: hello. <laughs> I, I don't answer my cell phone because i get, i get spam calls all the time <laughs>
1: No, but Monroe is the exception. The, the only man in the universe who still uses his home line.
0: Uh,
1: uh that is true. That is true. Uh anyway, um all right. Three. Well, you I'm
2: can a senior citizen and we're so we're a target. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to sell me, um, a, a plot on the moon. <laughs> yeah. Be there before the U.S. lands. <laughs>
1: Uh, that is true. You are a senior citizen as am I. All right. Uh, so I'm with you. Uh, yeah. We'll get a special prosecutor. See what did Pence know? And when did he know it? And, uh, let's just st- drag this thing out. So you,
2: you, you, you saw Trump came to his rescue.
1: Yeah, I know. That's what I said at the outset yeah. of the show with, yeah. with, with that, uh, I just laughed out loud. This is Donald Trump is the man who stirred up the riot where they were coming to, to, to lynch Pence. Right. Okay. And yeah, now, Donald. Oh, I feel so sorry for him. He's such a good man. Right, right. right. Now, Monroe. Right. Can, can there be one actual MAGA person in existence so dumb as to fall for that false sincerity of Trump regarding Pence? Cannot possibly be a MAGA person who actually sincerely. I know they'll say it; they believe but, it. Go re- ahead.
2: I'll repeat that question. Is there? More than one million, like Tucker Carlson. There more than one million MAGA people. Is that yeah. the question? As <laughs> uh, you ask it,
1: I think, think like, so. <laughs> what about Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity? Do you think they actually think Trump's being sincere at that moment? No. I, okay, they no. gotta know that it's all no. BS. No, right?
2: they know it's all. They know it's all BS. They they knew that he lost from the beginning. Yeah. They when the when the riot was occurring on January sixth. They were calling Trump frantically saying, you gotta put an end to this. This is this is gonna ruin your legacy.
1: <laughs> you know what, Moran, I don't think I've ever asked you this I'm gonna ask you this question right now. Yes. So this this I find this one baffling. So help me out with this. So Donald Trump, we all saw what he was for four yes. years this. We all saw what... The, so he either liked him or he didn't like him. Then you got like the Liz Cheneys of the world, who after January 6th, and the Adam Kinzinger's of the world after January 6th, said, he's gone too far. Uh, he He's ruined his legacy. He's destroying our country. We're against him. And then they admit, but they admit they voted for him. Right. In the case of Liz Cheney, I don't know about Kinzinger. So... Yeah, too. I'm like... I... I really struggle with that. Like, you have the officials in Georgia who say, yeah, we voted for him. We wanted him to win, but he's gone too far now. I'm like, how could you want this guy to win? What? There's no difference between a moderate Democrat, basically, and a moderate, what we used to be a moderate Republican. So if Joe Biden wins, it's basically like having George Bush as president. So I don't understand how you could vote for a guy that you know is a lying, cheating crook. Help me, help me with that, Monroe. Why would they vote for Donald Trump knowing that he's a lying, cheating crook?
2: Because he was doing some of the things that they wanted done. He, was, he, he, he gave the rich a big tax break, uh, the super rich and the corporations, he, 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 um, he changed the Supreme Court. So they wrote some of their long time, some of their decades old um, goals, he fulfilled. And so he was bad, but he wasn't all bad until he went one step too far and tried to become a dictator. Yeah. <laughs> he was planning on being president for life And they, too, have um, um, ambitions, so they did not want him to be president for life.
1: Wow. Well, I guess uh, that's as good an explanation as any. In other words, uh, as long as he gave tax breaks to rich people uh, and appointed anti-abortion judges, they could put up with him being a lying, cheating crook. Uh, And uh, he was their lying, cheating (laughs) crook. Yeah, he was our lying, cheating crook. Oh my God, that sounds like a Chicagoan approaching a mayoral election. Oh, so many Chicagoans in the 90s would, in the O's would be, yeah, I know, I know Daley's administration's corrupt, Ben, but oh my God, the potholes, he is filled. So it's kind of similar. Uh, we're all, Chicago is just a metaphor for the country. I will right, we'll get to Monroe's thoughts on the mayoral race in a little while. Uh, all right, we, um, uh before we leave Washington and uh, go to uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida uh, and Tucker Carlson with his Eminem obsession, uh, your general thoughts, Kevin McCarthy, uh, kicking out Adam Schiff from the Intelligence Committee. I was talking to you actually last night. We were chatting on the phone uh, and the news broke on my phone. Like, oh, Monroe, unbelievable, <laughs> tit for tat. They've cooked up some explanation uh, for how Adam Schiff, again, a centrist congressman from California who is Probably not that far on his policies from George Bush is somehow or other a diabolical threat to our country. They cooked up some explanation uh, in the lab and to justify uh, doing to him what the Dems uh, did to Gosar and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene after they put out uh, memes threatening other <laughs> other Congress people. Uh, Monroe, they're um, they're really they said they were going to do it and they're doing it. They're seeking revenge for everybody who went after Trump. Is that how you see it?
2: It's even even bigger than that, in that um, McCarthy has no power, as in zero power, Mm -hmm. zilch. And in the next two years, he is not going to get anything Accomplished. He's not going to pass one bill because uh, he has a, a, a Democratic uh, Senate and he has a Democratic president. So he, he could um he 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 whatever bill he passes, his 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 house passes, will die there. So what he had to do to demonstrate to the MAGA people was that he could accomplish something. So his accomplishment was his promise to do tit for tit tat. Yeah. And he has that power because both of those gentlemen are on these on select committees, where the speaker of the house gets to select who comes on the committees. So he's done his thing now. And he's done, period, for the next two years for getting anything accomplished. Or he probably won't last two years. He might not even last two months, but. <laughs>
1: Well, do you uh, uh, do you think that in a way it, we've just reached a stage now we're just going to be constantly uh, kicking people off of committees? Do you follow what I'm saying? Is this just going to be the way? It's going to no, be. I,
2: I don't think the, the the Democrats have been very sp- responsible in, in naming the reasons you're supposed to kick people off the committees, mm-hmm. and pointing out that's not what the Republicans are doing. Yeah, My guess is, and I'm fairly comfortable with this, is that two years from now, when they take back the House, they will return to kicking people off because they threatened people's lives, or they got in a sex scandal, or they got convicted, I mean, uh, indicted for something. You know, the typical things. And there are plenty of Republicans they could kick off a committee for that. They don't have to just say, just make up stuff, yeah. which is what the Republicans have
1: done. No, I, I, I hear you. It is funny. I was having a conversation uh, before the show began. I was booking on uh, alderman, Matt Martin, to come on the show. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and Matt Martin uh, is the uh, a vice chair of the ethics committee uh, in the Chicago City Council. Uh, I always laugh when I hear there's an ethics committee in the Chicago city council. Uh, And uh, he, the, the chair stepped down. uh, uh, She just quit. Didn't finish out her term. Uh, And so he, uh, Matt Martin uh, wanted to be elevated to chair and then Lori Lightfoot wouldn't uh, agree to do that. So he just started holding meetings anyway. And I was asking, like, you know, like one of the meetings he could hold, w- which he's not going to, just what I'm saying, is an investigation into some of the stuff Lori Lightfoot has done uh, with her campaign in terms of um, soliciting teachers to work, to get their students to work for the campaign. That's a legitimate uh, ethics violation allegation of an ethics violation. He says he's not going to do it. And so don't people just to make that clear. Uh, but, you know, I'm starting to think, Monroe, that we could have a shift in Chicago that we, we Chicago becomes more like Washington in this regards, where the city council actually acts as an oversight, if you will, of the executive branch, the mayor's office, and much the way, the House of Representatives acts as an oversight over their executive branch, the president. Right. And sometimes it's a legitimate investigation.
2: The West Coast cities operate. That's yeah. The East Coast cities. East Coast. You have strong mayors and weak councils. And on the West Coast, you have strong councils and weak mayors.
1: Well, we we could have an independent council. And I'm just, I just was thinking about that. And Matt Martin is going to come on the show. We're going to talk about that at length uh, in a week. But I I was thinking about that Monroe, like, do I want that in Chicago? You know what I mean? Do I want a replica of what's going on in Washington now? And ultimately they decided that, yes, I would like a variation of what they have in Washington. Uh, But I also think that the people of Chicago should call it out uh, when it's an absurd investigation which like the Hunter Biden investigation, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Pretty soon you're going to have an investigation into Joe Biden's daughter's diary. Get ready for that. Yeah. Um, And, uh, but I think in general, my attitude is that um, the more of a uh, check and balance, the better, even if it's abused from time to time. Your general thoughts on this?
2: Uh. I I have mixed emotions about that because obviously we don't need rubber stamps, but we don't want the crazies running the asylum either, <laughs> and that's it. And that seems to be what you get—either or. I I I'm I'm trying to think of somewhere where there's a balance where it really works, and I can't right at this moment. But maybe if I tried a little research, I might discover.
1: Well, we had more or less a balance, um, in 1973, uh, when the, uh, the Senate investigated Watergate and Republicans participated, uh, with Democrats, they worked in unison with Democrats.
2: That was uh, a seminal moment. That wasn't that yeah. Was not, yeah, practice. Yeah.
1: But, but you know, it, that has happened is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there were in our state when Bajic was uh, arrested uh, and uh, for um, you know shaking people down uh, back in 2008. The Dems and the Republicans got together and they got him on
2: because <laughs> they, they got him out. It was mutual hate. <laughs> <That's> yes, <Yeah. why. laughs> it turned everybody off. Yeah, because at that time I I, um, I had gone down state to Springfield. Or something, I think, with the Arts Alliance. I was on the board of the Arts Alliance, Illinois. I think that's what, what I was down there for. And they were complaining because they said he never came to Springfield. He said the Democrats complained. He hasn't even come down here. He, stayed, he stays in Chicago all the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody was through with him. All right, let's talk Ron DeSantis. I sent you this article as soon as I saw it. Uh, I've been talking about it and thinking about it. Uh, And I find it really disturbing. Um, Ron DeSantis, his administration uh, in Florida passed a law uh, that would dictate what teachers, history teachers could teach regarding the race. Uh, And they felt uh, that an AP course in African-American history had gone too far uh, and uh, was too anti-white. Uh, and so they uh, are not going to allow it to be taught. Uh, and this is the same Ron DeSantis and uh, representative of MAGA who's trying to get the Republican nomination by saying he believes in free speech. Uh, if, and that government should stay out and should not dictate to people what they think. Uh, and here we are literally telling teachers what they can teach. Uh, and in my humble opinion, Monroe, they just don't, want the truth to be told about race relations in this country uh, and they would rather us live in a perpetual lie and um, so I find this a very upsetting story that's coming out of uh, Florida and uh, the fact that he's being applauded uh, by MAGA and the Republicans shows of course one more indication in my opinion that MAGA has lost its mind and gone far right extremist your general thoughts about this
2: This is a problem. The Civil War has not ended. It never ended. And so this is just another remnant of the Civil War, uh, where uh, there are uh, millions of people in the South who were raised in Southern schools who taught about the War of Northern Aggression. Not that this was a rebellion. That that Robert E. Lee was a traitor, not a hero. And so you keep getting variations on that same theme over and over and over again. And so if you are still in the war of 1863, and um, you have control of the schools, then what you you don't want p- people learning about how horrible slavery was and how, how horrible um, Jim Crow was. You don't want any of that. You want the slaves were happy. The man t- The masters were really nice to them. Um, they were so lucky that they were freed from Africa. And got to come and work here for us for free. That's the things you want taught. And anything that goes against that, you don't want. And and when you have the power and you uh and and you want to exercise it as such, you do what DeSantis is doing. And and he taught at one point, and and he basically was teaching that 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 happy slave nonsense mm. at the time when he was a teacher.
1: Wow, the happy slave nonsense—it's so true. How far do you think they'll get with this? You know, God,
2: not not far. They, they, you know, the, the problem is uh, in this modern day and age, you cannot keep secrets anymore. Social media will expose you, uh, it's, and so. It's, just, just, just as he's doing, and, and 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 the fact that America's demographics are changing, the old white man, racist white man, is dying off. He's a dying breed. The younger people in America who are far more of color. They're 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 more people of color in the in in, in the in what's the, the the demographics that are coming into this country at this point are not um, believers in this stuff. And so it will be revealed. And, you know, if if, a, if a, an eight-year-old can, can uh, see anal sex on the Internet, they definitely can see the truth about how slavery was.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, no, it's, it's not going to destroy the eight, eight-year-old. Uh, yeah, this notion that they have to uh, uh, protect white children from feeling bad is right. Uh, is is like wow. You and,
2: know. The, the, and the big, the biggest, the biggest um, <laughs> customers, buyers of rap music are white children, not blacks. <laughs> but if you do the
1: numbers, is that right? I did not yeah, know that. Yeah, white kids listen to it. I know they listen to it. I just didn't yeah. know the biggest numbers. But I mean, they just yeah, don't they, start they're,
2: they're, well, I mean, just. The graphics, you know, Blacks are only 12%, 13% valid of the point.
1: population. Valid point. Absolutely valid point. Uh, and it's so funny. We, we made, made fun of the um, uh, that uh, older white woman from Utah who was running for state senate, and she did a rap song. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you're right. that This shows you how pervasive the influence has been. Uh, then they try to pretend like... Uh, uh, you know white kids are so um, vulnerable and fragile they'll just uh, uh, fall apart uh well I, you're a little more optimistic than i am on this front um i've watched the i've watched uh the denial
2: well, yeah well you know texas has texas has been controlling the textbooks mm-hmm. industry for the longest because they have such a big population that they can dictate to the publishers what can and cannot go into the books yes. And so you get but 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 it's again DeSantis has gone one too far on this yeah well it's not going to hold up
1: uh and uh yeah well I like I was about to say that they've um they've convinced uh their followers that uh climate change and global warming are hoaxes so anything's possible
2: and 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 the covid vaccination
1: yeah yeah so- and so now they'll uh they'll convince uh...
2: but but, but then now i'm sure you saw this where uh, they've discovered that more republicans have died from covid than democrats because of their teachings the disinformation (laughs) they were given so they're killing themselves off
1: uh, yeah, well, if they can do that, then I guess they can. Uh, that I feel like they could convince uh MAGA in the notion of the happy slave, uh, which <laughs> may be their ultimate goal the happy slave. And they got uh, who, who they'll if they'll drag out Herschel Walker, uh, to help make to close the sales pitch, uh, right. on the notion of the happy slave. It wasn't so bad, we were all happy, right? And
2: the uh, master, master, master. Ma- Master gave us um, new shoes once a year for Easter. <laughs> we were going barefoot. <laughs> that
1: was—I I don't know how many masters were giving them new shoes, and maybe one happy, happy master. Uh All right, Monroe, did you ever I'm,
2: back in the back? Let me ask you this real quick. Back in the seventies, did you ever read Mandico?
1: Oh my God! And yes, yeah, everybody that, was those, reading that. Right, yeah.
2: those series was so incredible, and that was the best, as far as I'm concerned, a rendering of what it must have been like.
1: Yeah, Ningo was making the rounds. Yeah. Uh, I want to say, oh God, I don't know my time just is uh i can't i want to say about 1975 is when i stumbled upon it so it could have been five years old i was always a little behind the times yeah someone gave me the book you gotta read this
2: yeah
1: uh and i'm like whoa right exactly <laughs> it could have been right. earlier you know it was right. all part of that time of black exploitation movies and just uh You know, Jim Brown movies, 100 Rifles. I don't know if you saw 100 Rifles where Jim Brown got to uh, make love to Raquel Welch. It was like, that was a big deal. Right. Um, But uh, all right. Uh, So let's close with a little Chicago politics. Uh, You are either about to complete or have already completed uh, an essay for the tribe weighing in on the Chicago mayoral campaign. Yes, and um, we're always talking to you about I'm it. it.
2: I'm all halfway there. through I'll it. it. I'll be done by tomorrow.
1: All I... right. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to tell him what, folks what his lead was, but it's a pretty funny lead, uh, lead being the opening of a story. Uh, and uh, But you correctly note in your uh, essay uh, that the obvious, uh, I guess, it's really um, that crime is just dominating uh, this election cycle. Uh, Chuy Garcia just came out with a commercial, Jesus Chuy Garcia, uh, where he talks about hiring more police. Uh, and Monroe, whatever sentiments uh, seem to have emerged in the wake of George Floyd's murder about defunding the police or even uh, like redistributing some of the monies that ordinarily goes to the police is open window thrown out uh, right now in the city of Chicago. Ah, uh, that was fast. Uh, it's not even uh full two years ago. Uh, Go ahead.
2: You, you know, when we talked, I told you I, I had um had an interview, I interviewed Howard Saffle, who is um was one of the founders after the Afro-American Police League, and sued Mayor Richard J. Daly in 1970 because the Chicago Police Department was discriminating against blacks. And um, one of the things, um, besides, well, he, point, he he pointed out that um, there used to just be one police league, but now there are three. There's a sergeant's and the union. There's a sergeant's unit, and there's a, um, a, a um, lieutenant's union, and then the regular police union, so that any given mayor has to negotiate with all three of those entities, not just one. Uh, but the, the other thing that he pointed out to me was that the, the, these guys, because the, the, the whites run the unions, then they get to dictate the rules. And what they're doing is giving themselves desk jobs or jobs in their neighborhoods, you know, on the Southwest side or something, jobs that they wanna do versus what needs to be done. And so you have all this violence going on because um, nobody's really investigating them. He said the, the police are very good, Chicago police, are very good if a cop is killed or a white person is killed by a black person, then they're very good at doing real police investigations and finding the killer. But if it's Pookie who shot um, Johnny down the street, then they can't figure it out.
1: He said this to you. Yes. Well, we have to bring him on the show and get him to say it on the mic. Uh, Uh, that and that's an old school Chicago policeman. Just so you guys, uh, folks, know, uh, you know wh- who he is. Old school guy goes back to the '60s. I want to say, uh, yeah.
2: The, well, '60s he started, but he, he they they sued. This this is the thing: is they sued daily yeah. for discriminating against blacks in 1970 and in 1972. The Supreme Court said, Yep, yep. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Mayor Dale and the, and the po- white power structure of Chicago is pretty racist. <laughs> so you got to stop that.
1: So, okay, that's the backdrop. That's a historical backdrop. Right. Of course, it's a historical being the key word in that sentence. History, uh, nobody pays attention to in the city of Chicago. Uh, history is something that we ignore or Uh, Or uh, go in the opposite direction uh, to continue, so we end up continuing it. Uh, So, how do you think this election is playing out? Crime is playing out in this election. Uh, Is it the person who promises to hire the most cops? Uh, Is that the person who has the advantage uh, going into the runoff?
2: It's this. Well, I'm 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 literally dealing with this. Right now, as as we speak, because I gotta go and and, and come up with a conclusion, and we have w- one of the things that I've determined is that we have three different movements going on for this. Mm-hmm. We we have um, the um, Dallas MAGA movement. Let's let let let's let's. let's um, let let us let's, let's have a few activities for the good blacks, and let's put the rest of them in prison. And then we have the um, uh, Mayor Lightfoot approach: is I'm doing the best I, I can, and it's pretty good. <laughs> and then we have the Garcia approach, where it's their term, so the Hispanics' term. Um, Blacks, we're losing a, the black population in, uh, in 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 hundreds, and we're gaining Hispanics. My my computer is about to die.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, and uh,
2: so I'm I'm looking for the cord.
1: Monroe Anderson is looking for the cord, ladies and gentlemen. Now, just while he said that, I'll yeah. add there's a. a uh, there's another faction. Give him at least credit, uh, Brandon Johnson, uh, who is advocating uh, spending more money on things like mental health services, etc., and so forth. Uh, and
2: uh, yeah, he's not the only one that's 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 mentioned mental health. Yeah. So I mean, they point, you know, they'd be that's pointed out. But I mean, it's it's important. You know, I'm not dismissing it mm-hmm. because uh, uh, the Cook County Sheriff, one of the things he said was that Cook County Jail was the largest mental institute in America.
1: Yeah, and Tom dark for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, it's... Yeah, I uh, my guess is that... Well, I always underestimate lefties, so I'm not going to make my, my typical... Under, uh, as everybody knows, I, I kind of have this assumption, since I always lose, my candidates always lose, that we will always lose... Uh, And lefties have told me, you got to stop doing that, Ben. There's more of us out here than you think. And just because uh, you believe in a certain issue or a cause does not mean it's automatically going to defeat, (laughs) which is kind of how I view things, Monroe. I was really only happy once, politically speaking, uh, and that was when Harold Washington won in 83. (laughs) Once,
2: Monroe! (laughs) Uh, this, this, This is the thing. These things move slowly.
1: Yeah, very slowly.
2: Yeah. You, know, you know, it's um. <laughs> yeah. Ten years ago, would you have imagined that we'd have gay marriage? Now, I mean, ten years ago?
1: Yeah, gay. we had it ten years ago. No, you, but your no, no, we did not exactly. Right. Uh, your point's very well taken, and I and I think I said this to you last week. You want to get a sense of how much his life has changed on that front go take a look at the 2008 vice presidential debate between Sarah Palin and Joe Biden. And the opening statement by Joe Biden on the issue of gay marriage is it'll never happen as a, in a, a Barack Obama presidency. So right. that is how far this country has come. And I just had a, a guest on the show yesterday, Monroe state representative, Bob Morgan uh, from the Deerfield Highland park area. Uh, yeah. He was leading the, uh, the legislative initiative to pass uh, the the ban uh, on the sale of uh, assault rifles and weapons is yeah. uh, being challenged. Uh, and he said that on that issue, he was more like you on this. He said uh, uh, that there will be a change. There will be an evolution that uh, our country's resistance to any kind of gun control, which has been the dominant political theme on this subject for years, right. will decline over years. He made that prediction.
2: Yeah. And rapidly, no, uh, you know, I- Yes, it's. it's um, it, there will be one year when, bam, the bottom will fall out of that, because it makes no sense yeah. whatsoever. What what what's being done with that? Yeah. So I mean, they were there. You know, there there are ch- changes. We just have to keep pounding on the door, yeah. and discussing it and pushing it. I mean, because uh, when you have when you have the right side of things. You know, it's the Dr. King uh, quote about uh, ju- justice, so the arm of justice mm-hmm. is long, but it, or, but it, the
1: arc it, of justice, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so we're we're on the way on this stuff. I can I can remember when Richard Mayor Richard J. Daley would not allow movies to be shot in Chicago, yeah, for fear that they would present a bad image yeah now chicago has the largest movie studio in yeah. the country since in a in center space
1: yeah uh no yeah things they do change i have to recognize that all right uh we have run out of time monroe anderson thank you very much every wednesday on the ben Jarofsky show uh and uh be well talk to you next week all right all right okay All right, that's Monroe Anderson. I'm Ben Jarofsky. I also want to thank the man, myth, the legend, the proud of joy, Alton, Illinois, without whom this show would be possible. And as Monroe uh, and Richard M. Daly will tell you, back home in Alton, they call him Dr. D. The D stands for the marvelous. (laughs) Give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. Peace and love, everybody.